friends. Your host, Billy Dean Shoemate III here, and we are back with another episode of Strange Places. Now, this is a very interesting episode of Strange Places because I have a bunch of ideas as to, you know, stuff that I want to talk about and things that interest me. I have kind of a, a, a list of things, and they range from the, you know, from the stuff everybody knows to the you know, to really obscure stuff that you don't really see on the you know top ten scariest places YouTube you know videos and stuff. So I try to have a good mix between things that a lot of people know and really obscure stuff. Now, just to you know, based on the title here, and just to you know get right into it, I was looking up the urban legend Gozu or Cowhead, which we will discuss for sure. But then when I started um, really researching Cowhead, I felt like I kind of jumped into a rabbit hole a little bit because I, um, <laughs> you know, through research on, on Gozu or Cowhead, whatever you want to call it, uh, either one, I... Like I said, jumped into the rabbit hole, and I found that there were a, a a few things like this, and a couple really caught my attention. So I guess uh, instead of just focusing on one thing for this episode of Strange Places, I'm going to look at three. And the third one, you'll see why I included this, and I'll tell you why. So stories about poems and fairy tales and stories that harm you in some way or curse you or, you know, kill you just from listening to the story or reading a certain thing. These stories have been around for a very long time. And I've noticed that a lot of them come from Japan, which is something that we'll, we'll get into later. One of the most uh, obscure but famous, I'm sure it's on the lips of every, you know, everybody in every street corner in Japan. But here it's very it, it, it's a lot lesser known. One of the ones that's always intrigued me was the story of Cowhead or Gozu. It's a Japanese urban legend about a story that is so terrifying. It's considered the scariest horror story ever written. It's supposed to be so unnerving, so disturbing, so terrifying that you'll die of fright after hearing it. Now, according to legend, a horrific short story called Cowhead was discovered in Japan in the 17th century. The actual origin of the story is still shrouded in mystery. Several written accounts from this era make reference to the awful story, but they only mention its title and describe it as a tale too terrible to tell. Rumors state that upon hearing the dreadful story, listeners were overcome with a terror so great that they trembled violently for days until they finally died from fright. The cowhead story, <clears throat> excuse me, or my foot's a little screwed up today, or Gozu, was deemed too dangerous, and most existing copies of it were burned or chopped apart and separated years ago. The few copies that survived were, like I said, cut into sections and distributed across the country. Today, it's believed that only fragments of the original story remain in existence. Now, most of the actual details of the story are unclear to this day. The unfortunate people who read the story never lived long enough to repeat it, apparently. One recent rumor tells of an elementary school teacher who inexplicably came into possession of some of the fragments of the original 
cowhead story. According to the rumor, the teacher was taking his class on a school trip. He was um, entertaining the students on the bus with ghost stories, as he liked to do. The students, who tended to become unruly on long trips, grew remarkably subdued as they listened to these stories. And as he got into the story of Gosu, Cowhead, they started to seem truly frightened. After some time, the teacher announced that he would tell the forbidden parts of Cowhead, that he would relate to them the entire story, and that he had acquired it. Before he could finish the first few sentences of the story, however, the children started to panic. They yelled for him to stop. They screamed, don't tell us. One child turned pale and covered his ears. The others began to scream. But the teacher refused to stop. They say his eyes went blank and he proceeded with the story as if some unseen force had taken over his mind. Almost an hour later, the teacher regained his senses and found that the bus had crashed into a ditch. The students had all fainted and were frothing at the mouth. The bus driver lay slumped over the wheel, sweating, shivering. It's unclear what happened next, except that the teacher never told the cowhead story again. Now, I was looking online... Um, when I really wanted to research Cowhead. The story is supposed to be so scary, people have died from fright having read it. I searched and searched and searched. All I found are the cases in which the story is told. Apparently, a school teacher told his students and they, you know, something, uh, something ghastly happened to them. I, um, it, it's a very interesting story. And why would I choose this on strange places? It it just seems um, if it's an urban legend, it's a legend. <laughs> it's a legend of urban legends. Even the name Cowhead sounds very ominous, doesn't it? Now you won't find the Cowhead story on the internet. I tried, <laughs> especially not in English. But I read a summary of the first part in Japanese. From what I could understand, the story starts out like this. There's a little deserted village in the middle of nowhere, and archaeologists are digging to find out uh, why nobody lives there. They unearth a weird skeleton with the head of a cow and the body of a man. They do research and find out that years before there was a famine. The story then flashes back to the time of the famine. Everybody in the village is starving. They eat all the cows and horses, and then they start on the pets, dogs, cats, etc., And then there's nothing left, and people are dying from lack of food. One day, a strange figure wanders into the village. He has the head of a cow and the body of a man. He is Cowhead, or Gozu. The starving villagers attack him, brutally kill him, ripping him limb from limb and eating him. That's when the village becomes cursed and all hell breaks loose. That's where the Japanese Japanese summary I personally read ended. The rest is either lost to history or, like I said, an urban legend. I... If the story exists, I I think it doesn't exist anymore, or if it's under lock and key. <clears throat> um, it's a very <laughs> it's a very very interesting story, and I think it's very ominous and very very creepy. But I researched my ass off for this thing. I, I looked absolutely everywhere, couldn't find anything other than the accounts in the story within the cowhead story about the school bus driver. And you have to take what's on 4chan, 2chan, Reddit with a grain of salt because uh, I'm just going to say it like it is. 
there's a lot of wackos on there. <laughs> and they'll do anything to get that attention or be part of the story or help propagate the story or troll you, you know. Um, I think that the the pull of having uh I don't know. I don't <laughs> I don't know what it is. I think for some people it's it's something different. I think some people are genuinely just nuts. But people are recounting their own cowhead stories and oh yeah, it's true and all this stuff and uh, I know somebody that read it and they went insane and all that. I'm not seeing any like major evidence that the cowhead story is true. Now, I was going to dedicate an entire episode to cowhead. But then I ran into something related that other people were talking about. Actually, I was debating, I, I wanted to do, like I said, I wanted to do the episode on cowhead. <clears throat> but I was like, you know, look at uh, I'm looking at the time. We're only at like nine minutes right now, <laughs> as far as the actual recording. And I just went through all that I know, all that the internet knows about cowhead. And I wanted to do it, but I was like, how the hell am I going to fill time? I can't make it a mini episode, or maybe I could. I don't know. I'm the boss here, so I can do whatever I want, right? <laughs> but I needed more, and I really wanted to, you know, I, it's an interesting story. But this is literally all we have. What I just read you, that's all the internet knows. And you got to take what's on the forums and stuff like that with a grain of salt. I don't know if... <laughs> uh, you can't verify any of that. And you know how people are <laughs> on the forums and stuff. What gets me the most are these YouTube channels that share real scary stories and they're like, send in your own. Come on. I think very few of those people are going to tell stories of actual things that have happened to them. It's just a chance to get your name out there and get all that internet fame everybody wants so bad, right? <laughs> but while doing research for Cowhead, I ran into something else. And the story kept popping up. It's called Tomino's, uh, Tomino's Hell. I'd never heard of it. And when I started diving into it, it's very interesting. And uh, yeah, it's, it's one of, okay, well, first of all, let me give you the gist of it. There's a popular, again, Japanese story. It's about a poem called Tomino's Hell. They say that you should only read it with your mind and never out loud. If you were to read it out loud, then you must take responsibility for your actions. Tomino's Hell is written by Yamota Inu, Inuhiku, I hope I said that right, in a book called The Heart is Like a Rolling Stone, and was included in Saizo Yasso's 27th collection of poems in the year 1919. It's not sure how this rumor started, but there's only a warning that if you read this poem out loud, tragic things will happen. It looks more like a curse. It asks not to compare this with the common You'll Grow Taller or even My Parents Died, which are two other stories. And um, a lot of people tend to take this one a lot more seriously than Gozu. It's kind of weird. A lot of people are saying, do you get a sense of how dangerous this poem is? Do not read it. This story used to be very popular in 2chan. And there are many people taking pictures and videos as proof and there were a lot of users that said that nothing happened, but there were also many posts that didn't have the user come back to post the results. I think it's scarier <laughs> than someone posting that someone else just got sick or that someone else passed away. But if you were to read it out loud, it's better to read it in Japanese than the translation, apparently. 
And uh, here it is. I mean, this is, this is the entire poem right here. I'm looking at it. Am I going to read it? No. <laughs> because I don't screw with that shit. I mean, even if it's real or not, it's, you know, the... Um, it's the game of telephone. It's the Ouija board. It's the, you just, I, I don't fuck with some certain shit. I just don't. Now, when you, uh, this is very important and cowhead, it was kind of the same thing. There are some people that say nothing had happened. I read it. Everything's fine. And it, it, with cowhead, it's different because it's hard to verify that they even had the whole story anyway. You know what I mean? that the rest, quote-unquote, rest of the cowhead story even exists. So that one's debatable. But there's a lot of people that are saying they read the Tamino's Hell poem and nothing happened. And then you have the people saying that uh, something had happened tragic and there were deaths and sicknesses and all this stuff. Well, I mean, doesn't common sense tell you that if it, ha if it didn't happen for some people and some people, it, you know, tragic things happened in their lives, isn't that just normal, right? <laughs> some people go through hell at some points and some people are, that's just life. Some people are going through hell right now. Some people are dealing with family things and deaths and unfathomable stuff. And some people are just fine. And when, those, when things crash for those people, the other ones who are going through the shit right now might be fine. That's just life. That just happens. And uh, I... I think it's just coincidence with the people that read the poem, if they even read it to begin with, because we're dealing with, I, I don't want to speak, you know, I, I, best thing to do is just be honest, right? We're dealing with Reddit here. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. So it's debatable whether these people read the poem or not. Am I going to read it out loud? Uh, no. <laughs> like I said, it doesn't mean I believe it. It just means I don't fuck with that shit. I, I'm smart. Now, I'm looking at the Reddit kind of forums right now. And there are some people that do sound very, very convincing. That uh, they read it out loud and then found out that these terrible things happened right after it. But there are people out there that are saying nothing happened. So that just tells me that you're just dealing with coincidence here. And I, I was going to leave it at that. Um... You know, because I'm still like, okay, well, how am I going to, uh, you know, fill time here? How many stories are like this? See, a little bit of background. I mean, as a kid, I was always the eccentric one, <laughs> kind of out of the bunch of them. Uh, the creative, just outgoing class clown with an uncanny obsession for horror. To me, horror meant a somewhat unpleasant excitement of emotion. Not only that, but it also triggers a fear from within and brings curiosity out of me like crazy which is um, why I'm always eager to experience and search for more. That is to say, whatever could be considered too scary to handle for someone else, whether that is being, you know, pitch black dark, summoning an evil spirit stories, uh, anything aside from paranormal games, because I'm not an idiot, I'm the first to explore it. And this Tomino's Hell, released in 1919, which I refuse to read, um... There are other sources that say you either die or your soul will suffer eternally in hell. I mean, it goes all over the place. And again, you know, these are stories like this are big in Japan, which even points to another thing for me. I mean, there are people on there that at least say that they are convinced these stories are real. They're convinced that they are cursed. Uh, 
And I, you know, I, I just, I don't see anything other than just urban legend. Um, there've been multiple reported, and there's been more with uh, Tomino's Hill. There's been multiple reported, actual reported incidents regarding the poem, and one was the death of a director, Shuji uh, Teramaya. There's no secret that Suji Teramaya or so highly admired Tomino's Hell that he created a film inspired by it. The movie Den En Nishisu, I'm, I, I know I'm pronouncing all of this wrong and I'm sorry, uh, also uh, To Die in Country, basically, all known as Pastoral Hide and Seek, was released in 1974, and he died a few years later at the age of 47 from cirrhosis of the liver. Strangely enough, though, some skeptics believe otherwise. They believe it was the poem that killed him. What, as if he wasn't going to die someday anyway? And despite the fact that, you know, apparently the guy was a pretty heavy drinker. But anyway, in another case, a female college student died a week after reading the poem out loud while participating in a daring prank. Other cases include illnesses, car wrecks, feeling of an evil presence lingering around. And these ones are actually reported, unlike Cowhead. The way I feel about the death rumors regarding poems is that I'm a bit superstitious about it. Uh, honestly. But in some way, see, I'm a, I'm a strong believer in the law of attraction. What we constantly think about will eventually manifest into our lives. I mean, don't you agree? If you're asking, <clears throat> what do I mean by that? And I mean, if you truly believe that something will happen to you, then more than likely it, it will. We're all made of energy, positive and the negative. Another scenario, if you think positively, your energy will attract good things to you. I genuinely believe this. Do I believe these business guys that say, if you think positive, you're going to be a millionaire? No. But your mindset has a lot to do with where you're going in life and how you process things. Um, could be either the golden key or detrimental to your success. It's not a guarantee of either one of those things, but it's really going to skew the results in your favor. So can you manifest these things yourself? Manifest curses? Um. I think that there's a certain I think there's a certain truth to that. I don't think that you could manifest a curse in the total sense, which we'll talk about one of the most famous curses uh, very very soon. I'm working on the the curse to end all curses, you know, Tutankhamun's curse. But I can we manifest this stuff by I guess wanting it to be the curse so bad or believing in it so much that when someone dies of cirrhosis of the liver at 47, he's not the only person to die in his 40s of cirrhosis, that we have to pin the supernatural on it. Is, is it a coincidence that he had read the poem and made a film about it? I think so. And uh, I think we do have a, we do have a, uh, to a degree, an ability to manifest these things ourselves. And like I said, your your mindset um, your mindset has a lot to do with where you're going in life. I think people can manifest their own failures as far as like sicknesses and deaths and tragic events occurring, but the, uh, that's just coincidence. And there are people I believe that liken it to this story and attach themselves to it, and this is how these legends grow. I just don't see any evidence that this is an actual curse. Do I believe that curses exist? Um, yes, I am convinced that the curse is a real phenomenon. 
Now, I won't tell you about what I think of Tutankhamun's curse, because that's going to spoil the next episode. <laughs> but I think there's too much out there to suggest that curses are just bullshit. There's way too much. The painting of the crying boy, you heard about that? Which we should do on this show, Haunted Paintings. The painting of the crying boy, an overwhelming number overwhelming number. And this is proof of the people who had the crying boy painting in their home. The homes caught fire, completely burning. And in every case, I mean, these this, this is uh, backed by various fire departments all over the world, is that the painting was not burned at all. There are other things just here where I live. I'm right by land between the lakes. And apparently... When the you know national park bills were signed into effect in America and all that stuff started happening, there was a large amount of I uh, what you would call Holy Land, Native American uh, Holy Land. I know they uh, and I'm yeah <laughs> I'm a quarter Native American too, so you know I'm not bashing anybody. I fucking am one with papers and shit. I'm not just one of those people that say, oh yeah, I got Native American in me. I can actually prove it. Okay. Um, They used a lot of land that we considered untouchable. And I know that Native Americans say everything has a spirit, everything has a a, a dirt, you know, is sacred to us. Everything is. Which I wish there was more of that in modern society, honestly. But this goes beyond that. The land that they used for LBL, Land Between the Lakes, was beyond that. And it's known that the Native Americans have cursed that land. And if you have any Native American blood in you at all, nothing will happen to you. But everybody around you, some shit's going to go down. And I haven't seen it personally, but the air is thick out there, boy. Trail of Tears runs through here. And there's just something about that place. I think it's foolish to ignore your instincts, and when your soul lights up like a fucking Christmas tree in a place, it's foolish to ignore that. Because the human body, I don't know where it comes from, I don't know if it's your soul, I don't know what it is. We have some built-in barometer through millions of years or hundreds of thousands of years, or 5,000, whatever fuck people believe these days, that it is ingrained in human beings to recognize when something about our environment is not right. Human beings are the most dangerous predator in the world. My ass. We're just the smartest. That's all. So when it comes between you and a saber tooth or you and a pissed off elephant, you ain't winning, boy. I don't care. <laughs> you better be damn good with that fucking spear. You're not, you're not a tougher predator than a megalodon, okay? <laughs> I know they weren't around the same day as humans, but yeah, look, just take it into modern day. You're not tougher than a fucking black bear. Or a pissed off uh, honey badger. <laughs> you know, you're not. You're, you don't rank higher in the food chain than them. It's just that you have thumbs and shit. And you have a, 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 a conscious brain. You're smarter. That's all. That's it. I don't think human beings should be higher on the food chain at all. And there's just... With human beings growing and adapting like that... I think we just have an innate sense of knowing when something is not fucking right in a certain environment. And I think some people are just more receptive to that than others. LBL's a weird place, man. It is. 
And there are people that, again, you know, firsthand, like I say, firsthand experience, firsthand, you know, things is just, uh, it's hard to trust. All I'm going to say is, um, uh, I don't think you have to dive very deep to convince yourself that curses are a thing. There's just so much of it out there. And when somebody says, whoever sits in this chair is going to die a horrible death because this is my chair. And even though I'm getting executed for my crimes, you know what I'm talking about. And if you don't, you're going to learn it on this show. Even though I'm getting executed for my crimes, nobody who sits in my chair at this bar and everybody who's ever fucking sat in it has died or got hit by a car the second they walked out. It, I'm not shitting you. This is a thing. This is a thing to the point where the, I guess, I think it's a restaurant or a bed and breakfast bar or something. They mounted the chair up high on the wall so nobody would sit in it. And you're telling me that fucking curses aren't a thing? No. No. <laughs> I think they're real. These uh, particular stories that come from Japan, I'm not seeing any evidence that Cowhead is legit. I'm not seeing any evidence that Tamino's Hell is, is legit. I'm not going to read this thing, and I keep seeing it on here over and over again. Um, this is really weird. I mean, either way, the logic behind the story is still unknown. After discovering more interpretations, um, it, it's a bizarre story. And now that I was already kind of in that rabbit hole, right, <laughs> I was like, I wonder how many stories there are like this. Books and poems and whatever that are considered cursed or haunted. Things like the Nep Necronomicon. You've heard about it. The Necronomicon that came to mind um, was the book from Evil Dead, right? <laughs> I'm sure it is for you. But also known as the Necronomicon Ex Mortis, the Book of the Dead, Naturum de... Uh, can't say this right. Demonto. No matter what you call it, it still has the same effect. Read it out loud, summons demons, we're all fucked. The book itself was described as bound by human skin and written in human blood and not exactly light and fluffy. The inspiration behind the fictional horror book was another Necronomicon written by H.P. Lovecraft. Um, this book we know does not exist in the real world. <laughs> Could you imagine the story behind its creation? Demons, curses, bloodshed, all that crazy stuff. How would? Yeah. But there are other books that I found out about. Another one I'm going to talk about today, and this is why I chose this one specifically. Fahrenheit 451. Yes, the original first edition release of Ray, Brad Ray Bradbury's Fahrenheit 451. It's not just any copy. You have to go all the way back and get the 1953 limited edition, okay? Not just the first edition, you got to get the limited one. Why? Because it was bound in asbestos. It was known forever that this book was cursed, and that if you owned it, you were going to get sick and die mysteriously. But yes, um, this book was bound in as asbestos to prevent it from burning. If you're not familiar with it, Fahrenheit 451 was set in a dystopian version of the U.S. where all books were outlawed and characters called firemen were tasked with burning the homes and belongings of people who dare to read the illegal books. And it was bound in asbestos, like a cool kind of promotional gimmick, right? This book cannot burn. A bit like uh, um, Curie's fascination with radioactivity. The publishing company had no idea about the dangers with asbestos. 
If there are any copies still available, you'd have to take some serious, serious safety precautions. If you're really determined, um, you know, <laughs> it, it, it's hard to say about it. It's hard to, uh, this is crazy. Um, <laughs> this is why I chose Fahrenheit 451 specifically. is because for a long time, a lot of people thought that this... Uh, this book in particular was cursed. You were going to get sick. You were going to die. Your kids were going to get sick. And babies were going to be born with breathing problems, all kinds of stuff like that. And then we find out about asbestos, you know, a long time later. I get it. I understand why they did it. It's about the burning books, you know, and stuff like that. And then this book can't burn. Yeah, cool promotional gimmick. I get it. It just happens to be bound. And the pages, uh, I guess, somehow coded with one of the most dangerous substances known to man, <laughs> you know? And I think that that speaks volumes about stories like Cowhead and Tomino's Hell. And then we even get into more modern things like um, the video game Urban Legends, the Haunted Carts, right? Ben Drowned, stuff like that. Now, <clears throat> what makes Cowhead dangerous? Apparently what makes Tomino's Hell dangerous? I don't know. I don't know, but I can give you an example of a book that came out in 1953 that was bound in something with its harmful activities were unknown at the time, and we chalked it up to a curse. Are a lot of curses like this something that we just either don't understand yet or something that we've overlooked? I think a very, very large percentage of them, but... I do think that curses are a legitimate phenomenon. And stories like Cowhead, Tomino's Hell, even going to you know some creepypasta stories that people swear are legit. Slenderman. The, uh, what did I say earlier? Ben Drowned, right? These stories are so compelling. And uh, there's just something about urban legends, man. They, they spread like a virus. They're interesting. And everybody kind of wants their little piece of it. And I think 90% 90 of the time with these urban legends, that's exactly what's happening. Have you heard about any... So, you know, with these particular ones, I'm not going to put a blanket statement over all these. Because, you know, maybe we'll find one that we think is legit. But I just think this episode was very interesting because I started researching one topic and then it just blew up into this big thing. And I was finding, I really went down rabbit hole and found all this shit. And I was like, oh, this, this is turning into a discussion here. <laughs> I think we have an episode. So what do you think? Do you think Cowhead is the real deal? Do you think Tomino's Hell is the real deal? Do you have the balls to read it out loud? The tempt fate. Would you do it? Huh? Head to Asylum817.com. That's Asylum817.com for all things strange places. Me, all that, <laughs> for all things me, I'll just say. All the social media links are there, as well as the link to get to our Patreon account, where you can get early access to shows, extra stuff, giveaways at certain tiers, free merch, all kinds of stuff. Check it out. Um, you support the show, show just by listening uh, just by clicking the um, you know affiliate links and stuff like that, I really do appreciate it. But if if you want to do a little extra, um, you know, it costs money to run a podcast, and uh, I I do give away stuff. I will make it. It's the 
it's the Disneyland e-ticket when you're on Patreon. I will make it, I will give you your money's worth, I promise. And there's some cool shit on there. You know, go, just check it out. Leave a review if you can. And we will see you on the next episode of Strange Places, okay? Just remember going on Asylum817.com. I do all kinds of crazy shit. <clears throat> You'll never believe this. And so look it up for yourself because I'm not blowing smoke. <laughs> my 37th novel I'm currently working on. All my books are available on there. I've been a musician for a very long time. I have all my albums on there. I'm a painter. Yeah, Billy, what else don't you... What is? What do you not fucking do? Yeah, tell me about it. I'm also a painter. <laughs> all my art is on there. Check it out. I got... I got um, I'm just one of those people, I guess. Anyway, we're going to go. We'll see you on the next episode. Let me know what you think about Tomino's Hell, Cowhead, stories like that, huh? I'm interested to find out what your opinion is. So will we ever run out of strange places to talk about? I don't think so, kids. Because every town has a strange place. And maybe one day, we'll visit yours. The Strange Places podcast is brought to you by DistroKid. DistroKid is the place for an independent or unsigned musician to get their music on every streaming platform imaginable. If you want your music out there for the world to hear, look no further. See, I'm picky with sponsors. If someone contacts me to be a part of this thing, I want it to be a company and a product that I actually use myself on a regular basis. All of my albums and singles that I've ever released have been through DistroKid, so believe me when I tell you they are the real deal. I've been a musician for a long time, and when I say that DistroKid gives you 100% of your royalties, I still feel like I need to pinch myself. The industry does not work that way. For only 20 bucks a year, yeah, you heard me right, 20 bucks a year, you can upload unlimited music you made and get it out everywhere people stream music. My albums are worldwide, yours should be too. By going to the link provided in this episode's description, you get 7% off the first year of the already insane measly 20 bucks a year. You'll be supporting the show and getting your music heard, so check out the affiliate link in this episode's description. Thanks, DistroKid, for being a part of Strange Places and for giving this old dog an audience.